0: Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call. They'd write letters. And some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop?
1: Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of a stubborn orange stain on democracy to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim.
2: And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is the double
1: standard. So the double standard is one of those fairly easy to explain ones, really, because uh, yeah. everyone knows what a double standard is. So not much yeah. to go into it.
2: And they kind of shout it out <laughs> yeah. whenever it happens.
1: Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of crossover with special pleading and to right. some extent, yep. too, Kwok as well. Um, yep. But I think the main difference from special pleading is that there is not really any pleading going on here. <laughs> there isn't it any attempt to pretend that, that there's a reason the rules should be different. On.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep.
1: It's just yep. yeah, it's just treating one situation completely different to a very similar situation uh, because it is more convenient for you or, or you know works in your favour or in favour of your argument. Yeah. So our first Trump example. This was Trump on uh, the 9th of November 2016 at 2.50 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: I'd like to take this moment to thank some of the people who really helped me with this, what they are calling tonight, very, very historic victory.
1: So just a few hours after the polls closed, the media were calling the election for Trump and Clinton had phoned to concede and he was perfectly happy to accept that. As he had won. But 2020, November 8th, 2020, he tweeted, Since when does the lamestream media call who our next president will be? We have all learned a lot in the last two weeks. So in this instance, because he lost, (laughs) saying, (laughs) yeah, yeah. "Yeah, the, the media doesn't say who who the president is no. we have to wait no. until all the votes have been counted and it's all been tabulated um and obviously no, everyone the, on the right the was, was saying that
2: absolutely yeah everyone was yeah. saying
1: that all the you know yeah. pundits and giuliani and everyone all of whom were completely yeah. happy to accept the media yeah. the media calling the the election in 2016 because it worked in their favor absolutely. and they were just going
2: oh yeah well, of course it is, you know so, and in fact they were waiting for the
1: earliest possible,
2: who's going to call it first? <laughs> yeah. And then we'll just, we'll declare our success then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they tried it this time and they kind of went, well, yeah, you know, if you only take the
1: score after the first
2: 20 minutes, we were winning. <laughs> yeah. Let's just stop it then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was there's no attempt to explain why it's different in in this no, instance. No. It's just yeah, no, we we don't accept the, the media telling us who's president and calling the race. We have to wait.
2: And all they're doing and they but then like they don't and that's the other thing, is that they, they the media doesn't call the race. What they do is report the the results from the polls. Yeah. So they just kind of put them conveniently because they're all in, they're on, in one place, like they're on your TV. So rather than have to go around every single um, state and ask them, what the TV does is compile them and put them on a nice map. It's a lot quicker. And they go, Steve Connachie yeah, just tells
1: you what's going on and then,
2: yeah. You yeah, know. yeah. And then you just know, you know, you haven't got to go and ask, go and knock on the door at um, uh, in Texas and ask them have they finished counting again. <laughs> yeah. And did people point that out? Oh, yeah. Have they pointed it out yeah. at the time? Yeah. Did it make any difference? doesn't make any difference. And, uh, nothing no. makes any no. difference, does it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: it's all <so> meaningless. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we We've learned a lot in the last 83 episodes. Yeah. How yeah. Actually, it's fucking absolutely pointless. <laughs> so, yeah, you can counter it all you like. People just it go, It make any difference. Yes. it makes They'll just do it again. And they go, Wait a I minute. Mean, you did that already. You just did that.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, so our, our next Trump-related example comes from the call that Biden had with Ghani, yeah. the yeah. Uh, Prime Minister of, President of Afghanistan. Yeah. And what he said at the time was, we need to basically put on a good front to to, to say that the holding back the Taliban is going well, because, because what we need yeah. is a plan. We need to know what your plan is to yeah. to hold them off um and meanwhile we need to let everyone know that you know we're doing everything we can and it's going it's going fine yeah and and if we if you have a plan we'll help with that plan by providing air support yeah the right wing especially in yeah. this case kaylee McEnany, decided right. that this was a quid pro quo and all of a sudden that is impeachable, <laughs> when, it, when it absolutely yeah. wasn't impeachable last time. And and she said this on Fox is Outnumbered.
0: President Biden said he needed a plan from the Afghan president about how to change the perception. And he went on to, it seems, leverage military aid over this plan, saying, quote, we will continue to provide close air support if we know what the plan is and what we are doing. That seems like a quid pro quo, and this transcript, to me, it's the first time I've said it during this presi- presidency. It seems like an impeachable offence.
1: So she's drawing a direct comparison exactly. between that phone call and the yeah. phone call that Trump had with um, the Ukraine president. Um, yeah. and, and which, what? which they denied. Absolutely. Well, at the time. They, <laughs> yeah. she was saying, as was most yeah. of the people in favour of Trump, saying, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. He can do what he yeah. wants. Yeah. It's not impeachable. Now she's saying this is exactly mm. what Trump was accused of and yeah. now it is impeachable.
2: And where are all the Democrats going? Yeah.
1: This is impeachable.
2: And it isn't. It isn't is, the same at all. No. <laughs> it's just going, what's your plan? Let us know what your plan is. And we, and then we'll be able to provide you military support, air yeah. air support or whatever, fitting in with the plan. It's yeah. not...
0: It's not, I th-
2: won't give you any kind of aid unless you dig up some dirt on my opposition. No, that's the
1: thing. Even if you read it as um, our air support is contingent on you providing us yeah. with information about your plan. Yeah. That's still not the same because the quid in that quid pro quo is how are you going to help yourself in this situation? Yeah. Whereas the quid in Trump's one was um, I want... You to claim that you're investigating my rival, <laughs> yeah. something that will personally benefit me Bit politically,
2: me. exactly. And it, and what, for that, what?
1: I will give you, um, you know, military aid. Whereas Biden's yeah. is, tell me how I can help you. Yeah. Tell me what, and then I will what
2: help what you. Yeah, <laughs> tell you what we can provide yeah. you with the stuff. But we need to know yeah. what's the what are the tactics that we're fitting in. We need to know to. that
1: we're not just sending our air support into chaos. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. You know, otherwise, because that's what you need for a military plan. A plan. That's, you, know, you know, yeah. Yeah. And so why, what, what they really are. And so not only is it, uh, they're, they're accusing the Democrats of double standards by saying, oh, you see, they all jumped up and down when Trump did it. But they are also not applying the double standard, which was, or the or not buying the standard five, <laughs> the, the, the same standard. standard. Yeah. They're not doing that. And <laughs> what they're doing is retrospectively saying what Trump did was actually impeachable after all.
1: Yeah, it's multi-layered. This one. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you yeah, know, and they're not kind of so. Yeah, you could just turn around to them and say, "Well, so let's just play what you said last time when he wasn't impeachable. Now you're saying he was, and so and therefore Biden is, or what?" Yeah, and I haven't said it this presidency, but this an impeachable. Looks impeachable to me. <laughs> like you know, i have I'm just waiting for the moment for each presidency where I can say that looks like an impeachable offense.
1: <laughs> and yeah. given that this fallacy basically just relies on people being hypocrites and we're right. talking about politics there was yeah. an embarrassment of riches <laughs> in terms of things i could it's, have chosen as examples yeah i mean yeah. obviously um mcconnell's double standards for when it's okay to um yeah. put a supreme s- court justice in and, in, s- yeah, and yeah. all yeah. kinds yeah. of things like that so i've only got yeah. one more example right. and it's it's about the, uh, the difference between. Believing in bodily autonomy when it's about vaccines compared to when it's about abortion. Right. And so my example is, is a tweet from Candice Owens who says, not one person in my family will ever touch the COVID-19 vaccine. That is the decision we've made unabashedly as a family. Medical freedom is an individual right that should never be infringed upon and any person who thinks otherwise has no place in our government. <laughs> Which is... A strong stance,
2: somewhat ironic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and
1: and yeah. many yeah. people replied saying, "Oh, brave of Candice to come out as pro-choice." Um, yeah, but but she was quick yeah. to damp that down and say, "No, no, <laughs> no. We're, I'm, we're I'm not still to very, very much not, yep. not, not yep. that this not that. side. No, no. <laughs> yeah, when is, when we're talking about vaccines or whether can, I should yep. make, wear a mask, no, that's my no. medical freedom. It's my body, my choice.
2: Yeah." But other people's, when it comes to other people's <laughs> bodies and their choices, I'm quite happy that those are taken uh-huh. away. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also the fact that the other one that I noticed in there is about uh, medical freedom is an individual right, but the right to appear in our government <laughs> is down is down to me to choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's yeah, the rights of rights of being rights are able what to I think they it should itself. be.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. And actually, this is quite a nice one because it becomes a phrase that politicians use about each other, isn't it? They're saying you're, you're just applying double standards or you're being hypocritical when actually it's most of the time the person who's doing the the hypocritical <laughs> calling out are are the hypocrites.
1: There's a lot of projection going on, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. a thing you'll often hear from the right is something like if the left didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's okay. an accusation that is thrown around very widely. Yeah. Um, and and as I say, as it's politics, often probably fairly. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, you know, quite,
1: not unexpectedly. It's one of those things where it's all about the nuance.
2: Mm.
1: Because mm. it's easy to look at a situation and say that's a double standard, but to point out either why those two things aren't the same like in the case yeah. of the the impeachment or the phone calls it it takes yeah. a, it takes longer to explain someone has to actually be prepared to listen to you um and accept your arguments and and so it's, there's more nuance in that so either yeah. explaining why those two situations aren't the same and should be treated differently or to explain why you're not treating the two yeah. similar situations differently actually it just looks yeah. like you are or something like that there's there's often is it's it's yeah uh, one of those bumper sticker problems where it's easy to say it and hard to dispute it or long, exactly. takes longer to dispute
2: it. Yeah, especially in the face of somebody like is in the face of Candice Owens' face, <laughs> where she can't even see what she's done yeah. within within <laughs> the same three lines of a tweet. You know, it takes other people to point it out. And they go, yeah, oh, uh, no, <laughs> wait, what, wait, no, what have I said? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And now is the time, I think, for
1: Marx-British politics. corner.
2: Well, having got completely fed up with um, British politics of, since about 2016, I thought we'll go back to simpler and happier times to have a look at our examples of uh, of double standards being applied. Those far off heady summer days of August 2011, where there were outbreaks of riots in major cities across the country and... Um, and this is how long ago it was. It was when rioters were apparently organising themselves over BlackBerry Messenger. <laughs> and here's, here's a clip of David Cameron who's advocating a response to that fact. Mr Speaker, everyone watching these horrific actions will be, stuck, will be struck by how they were organised via social media. Free flow of information can be used for good, but it can also be used for ill. So we are working with the police, the intelligence services and industry... To look at whether it would be right to stop people communicating via these websites and services when we know they are plotting violence, disorder, and criminality. And that's still something they're still talking about to social media companies 10 years later. Yeah, but then, so we're fairly clear on his position. And here's Eric Olander on France 24, reminding us of Cameron's response in February 2011 to the social media-fueled Arab Spring riots in North Africa and the Middle East.
3: The Prime Minister, when he was in Kuwait, talking to people about the uh, the social network, saying, "It belongs to a new generation for whom technology, the internet, and social media is a powerful tool in the hands of citizens, not a means of repression. It belongs to the people who've had enough of corruption, of having to make do with what they're given, of having." Having to settle for second Now, people will argue that what's happened in the streets of London are looters and what was happening in the streets of Cairo are pro-democracy, but the means of shutting down these networks when the pressure gets hot is exactly the same. It's ironic and it's hypocritical to the nth degree. Now, going into these other countries and telling their other dictators and other governments not to shut down these networks, when the pressure comes on themselves, they then turn to those same means.
2: I like the fact that he kind of, he, he almost says, you know, one man's rebel is another man's freedom fighter. And and in a way, I wondered to what extent the uh, dissatisfaction with the status quo that was being felt by the rioters in Britain was similar, Um, and I wonder... There's a PhD thesis there, isn't there, about whether it was a global zeitgeist, and to a certain extent, part of it was the ability to communicate one-to-one and organise and be... uh, able to be in communication with one another to the extent that the older generation couldn't catch on to it they didn't know what was going on and they were they were out of touch and that was part of the thing with the um the early riots in Egypt and so forth was that actually the and I think he acknowledged it that the leaders there said we were that out of touch that we didn't we just didn't know what young people were saying, and what they were saying was we're not we, we're not satisfied with the the status quo, and the uh, and the haves and the have-nots, and the gaps got wider, and that's what all that was about. You know, it all got dismissed by Cameron as saying they're just looters and rioters, and whereas the people in the Arab Spring and the stuff in Tahrir Square that went on for weeks was all about freedom fighters and. Um, being able to use social media to express themselves and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, example two, so this is September 2012. And I realise that Cameron, kind of quite delighted with it, Cameron really had a difficult um, premiership because there was all these things kind of just thrown on his plate and he was as shit at dealing with them as um, Johnson is. And uh, so in September 2012, Andrew Mitchell, who was then the Tory chief whip, um, who's kind of the, the the flag bearer of Tory standards. Um, he, he was reported to have had an altercation with the police officers at the gated entrance to Downing Street about being allowed to take his bicycle through the pedestrian gate. And here's an exchange between the then Labour leader, Ed Miliband and David Cameron. Uh, about this incident.
0: According to the official police report, a man claiming to be the Chief Whip (laughs) called the police plebs, told them they should know their place and use other abusive language. Can the Prime Minister now tell us did the Chief Whip use those words? What the Chief Whip did and said was wrong and that is why it is important that he apologised and apologised properly.
2: That apology has been accepted by the officer concerned, it's been accepted by the
0: head of the Metropolitan Police. If a yob in a city centre on a Saturday night abused a police officer ranting and raving, the chances are they'd be arrested and placed in the back of a police van, and rightly so. But while it's a night in the cell for the jobs, it's a night at the Carlton Club for the yeah. Chief Whip. Isn't that the clearest case there could be of total double standards? Yeah. While everybody else loses their jobs, the Chief Whip keeps his. If you're a millionaire, you get a tax cut. If you're everybody else, you get a tax rise. They're totally out of touch. With this government, it's one rule for those at the top, another rule for everybody else.
1: It is shocking that politicians are treated differently from a yob in the street on a Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's, it's exactly. amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And it's, you know, a, a yob, an abusive yob <laughs> with a bicycle at the end of Downey <laughs> Street, you know, shouting at a policeman. It's appalling that they should be chucked in the back of the van. Either that'll take the yob up the car and club. Mm. Sorry, the only way yeah, apology accepted, young man. <laughs> Come this way. You're, you're fine. Yeah, and, it, and what a relief to see how different things are now. <laughs> uh, one rule for them and one for all for us that's the days gone by that's right and, um, and Andrew Mitchell he wasn't sacked you know nobody ever is in the Tory party but he later resigned but not because of what he did but because he was finding remaining in, posi- in his position untenable in the face of the media storm and you kind of think well that's this is a slightly troubling thing isn't it and then more examples of politics by opinion poll um, no, there we go so to bring us Bang up to date ish. Um, May this year, Rachel Johnson went on Loose Women uh, pro- a TV program on uh,
1: ITV. It's kind of like the British version of The View.
2: There you go. Talking about her podcast, Difficult Women. Um, and actually the titles of both of those shows embrace and kind of weaponize the double standards that are applied to men and women. And here she is talking about the double standards applied to her brother. Boris Johnson.
3: Remind you what Angela Rayner said about this because people point out she had a baby at 16, she's a grandmother, she wears stompy vegan boots and she said why aren't you focusing on the Prime Minister who number of children, number of marriages, hair and suits and all the rest of it and he's he, as you say he doesn't get scrutiny for those sorts of things. I think because well, that is who he is it's you know he's never tried to hide anything, he's never tried to pretend he's anything else than who he is and He's also resisted any, um, he's never used his private life on the public stage at all. For him, it remains private. And of course, it's a matter of speculation now he's prime minister. Uh, And I'm sure there is a double standard too. Yes, we but just he has have to used legal restrictions to make sure it's private. He has resorted to lawyers and and damn stuff it. like that to damn keep damn it, it <laughs> private. Listen, I think that you wouldn't ask him on Loose Women and talk to him about me. So I think from you yeah, know I think we enough. can draw draw it to a close for that on that note. Oh, wait, so <laughs> we, you know, we so you've been asked about your brother, the Prime Minister, surely. I mean, we're not going to be the first to have done that. <laughs> See, I
2: think, I think in trying to excuse... So Angela Rayner, by the way, is a, a Labour MP um, who is yeah, often accused of being, you know, a, a bit too uh manly with her boots and her the fact that she's a you know she was a mother at 16 she's the kind of person that boris johnson would have described as feckless um, in those and now she's a grandmother or whatever she's in her 30s so she's spawned children that are also feckless in the right wing's eyes so rachel johnson seems to be perpetuating several double standards by saying, well, you know, he gets away with that because that's just the way he is. Well, hang on a minute. That's just the way Angela <laughs> Rayner is. But, yeah. And also, it's fucking appalling that he gets away with it, being just the way that he is. What, you know, kind of a misogynist woman eater, you know, careless fucker, those scruffy bastard who doesn't <laughs> give a shit about anybody. Yeah. And so we need to let him off. So if that's the standard by which we should apply our tolerance of his behavior and appearance, why isn't that being applied to? So she's pointed out that there is a double standard applied and then applies another one on top of it in order to cover up the first one somehow. And then she goes on to say, well, he's never tried to hide anything. He's never used his private life in public to get on or anything like that. And Janet Street Porto, that voice we heard there, um, pointed out, though no, he actually actively suppresses that in order to appear noble in that regard. He's got super injunctions yes, out. He's like a
1: fucking mess. It is. <laughs>
2: and it's a, and he is. And he takes out super injunctions, so you can't even know that he's got an injunction out to prevent you from asking about it. So, it's yeah, so that's... There you go. And then the last one... He said, well, you wouldn't have him on here to talk about me. So why have me on here talk about him? And he goes, well, what? He's the fucking Prime Minister. She's shocked that anyone would
1: ask about him.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then, and actually, Janet Street Porter falls for that and goes, oh, yeah, fair enough. No, fuck (laughs) off. And the the presenter goes, what are you talking about? We're not the first to have you on. You're his fucking sister. Of course, we're going to ask you about him. Uh-huh. It's with your double standards it's always fallacies your logic falls upon its knees what's good for you's not good for us with all your lies written on the bus am I applying the same standards Am I applying the same standards? If I'm not, then there'll be trouble. If I am, it will be double. So stop behaving like a child and using fallacies in the wild. With the clash there with should I stay or should I go? which was, yeah, the only the song I immediately thought of because it has double in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and in The Fallacy in the Wild, we like to talk about The Fallacy of the Week from a non-political perspective, and our first example this week comes from 30 Rock, and this is an episode where uh, Liz Lemon has just had a, a bit of a dalliance in her office with one of her male staff members.
0: And I took my reward.
1: Lemon, you need to end this now.
0: What? No, Jack, you were just talking about how you miss office hookups. That is a double standard. Calm down. I won't calm down. Women are allowed to get angrier than men about double standards.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. There you go. There it is, right there. That's fantastic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's excellent. And also, it is kind of, it raises another issue, which is that people are sometimes accused of double standards when they try to treat people equally or suggest that people should Mm. act equally. Yeah. in the same situation yeah. and that's not actually necessarily the case equality isn't necessarily about treating everyone the same in the same way as uh often idiots will say things <laughs> like you know why is there no white history month or why it when's national men's day when it's national yeah, women's yeah, day yeah, yeah, and yeah. there is a yeah. national men's day incidentally yeah but yeah. the accusation of you know how dare you Raise a minority or an oppressed group up yeah. without yeah. also up. equally raising up the oppressors. <laughs> yeah, and that that's called double standards.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that, well, yeah, that's a, what that is. Is the I like, oh, see. I wonder whether the the notion of double standards comes from that kind of zero sum mentality that you can't have. You know, I'm not willing
1: to give my rights up to you yeah i lose Let something you if you game yeah yeah, yeah 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 but yeah in this case liz is is justifiably angry about being accused uh, of of something which jack has been telling her he was doing himself and, and Miss yeah. is doing um and yeah women are often or more often subject to to double standards they are they are you know treated differently by in society and equal treatment the, the same treatment isn't isn't the same as kind of egalitarian treatment essentially yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so our second example is from king of the hill i just wanted to say you don't have to worry about me because i'm never gonna have sex
0: oh bobby now don't say that i
1: thought that's what you wanted
0: well yes if you were my daughter but you're my son
1: why is it not okay for girls but it's okay for boys
0: it's called the double standard, Bobby. Don't knock it. We got the long end of the stick on that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's called the
1: double standard. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Don't yeah. don't ask too many questions. Just yeah. let it lie. go along
2: with that one. <laughs> it works for there us. There aren't many. There aren't many of them. <laughs> we just yeah. We're just gonna have that one. <laughs> yeah. We're not even allowed to get a- as angry in this situation. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's what you wanted. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is the kind of thing that Lisa Simpson rails against constantly, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah,
1: brilliant. And so our final example is from, uh, well, it's Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty
2: four. Mm. I thought we'd never speak of that again. <laughs> if I
1: thought about this w- yeah. before choosing which fallacy to do, I would have obviously made this fallacy episode 84 instead of episode 83
2: oh, oh man but We're um
1: done. yeah long time listeners will know that we've we've talked about wonder woman 84 at length, <laughs> <Got laughs> pa- length. patrons will yeah. have heard us doing it yeah um uh but this is uh t- towards the end of the opening scene so like 11 minutes yeah. into the film um yeah where where the entire opening scene um which is a kind of olympian type competition in Themyscira. Uh, with, a, with a child, Diana, competing against grown-up Amazons. And she takes a shortcut in the race and then is upset when Antiope stops her from, from actually finishing the race.
3: You took the short pass. But...
0: You cheated, Diana. But, but that... that is the truth. But... That is the only truth, and truth is all there is. But I would have won if you did But you didn't. You cannot be the winner. Because you are not ready
3: to win. And there is no shame in that.
0: Only in knowing the truth in your heart and not accepting it. No true hero is born from lies.
1: She's very strong on on the truth. Mm. She's saying it's, you know, truth. That's the truth. Truth is all there is. It's all that matters. No hero can, uh, you know, comes, is born from lies. Yeah. So it's really, really important. Of course... Uh, she and Hippolyta have been lying to Diana her entire life up to this point about who she is, how she was born, who yeah. you know. The, they've been saying that yeah. she was formed from clay because Hippolyta just really wanted a child, yeah. and and not telling her that she is first of all a, a demigod. She's got a uh, Zeus's daughter, and also the God Killer who was going to go off and fight Ares because they're worried yeah. about. If she finds out who she is, she'll she'll kind she'll of go
2: and do it. Yeah, yeah
1: she'll do it, and she'll <laughs> yeah. she'll alert Ares to her location and that all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're not spoiling anything. Um, no. I mean, even if even <laughs> no. if we gave away the ending, we wouldn't really spoil Wonder Woman eighty four. But um, no, it is done that for itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it is very hypocritical, very double standardy of the Amazons to to be. To be raising this girl, lying completely about who she is and what her destiny is and how she came about, while constantly telling her truth is the only important thing. Yeah. No hero so everything else... is born from lies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, irony of ironies. She is. <laughs> Literally. That, yes. You know, yeah. She doesn't. I mean, she doesn't turn out to be much of a hero. Not oh, in this yeah. version. Not in this much of the film. No. No. No, not at all.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't give me a to be fair,
1: nonsense. No. In this film, I mean if no. you if you if you buy in to the film, she is she saves the world. Right. Ultimately. Yeah. And she but, fights uh, fights of a, a mad a, yeah just woman. a bloke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> With no power whatsoever. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh she is she is yeah. The, the, she saves everyone but using well, it does, ridiculous and stupid yeah. methods that... <laughs> yeah and it does i
2: guess it does set the set this scene sets the whole thing up because she talks about the truth when she's broadcasting through yeah, her lasso this gives at the her, end this
1: i mean all this does is is give her something to say during that scene. <laughs> that scene would be the yeah. same if this didn't happen. Yeah. She yeah, would just be saying that. something different. Something else. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference. Anyway, yeah. we'll yeah. start talking about Wonder Woman now. But, yeah. But yeah, let's say uh...
2: more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're interested, there is a 3 episode series yeah. in uh, the our... 8 hours of, of discussion
1: yeah. of Wonder Woman 84. Of Wonder
2: Woman <laughs> moment by moment, frame by frame. Yeah, yeah, just uh, it, just do become a patron. Uh, Patreon.com yeah, slash ftrump. And then you can choose not to listen to that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're going we're gonna to play Fake News, folks. I love the game. It's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody. As well as anybody. Yes, it's time for Fake
1: News, the game where I usually read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark mm-hmm. has to figure out which one is fake news. But I'm doing something a bit different this time. Oh, are you? I am, because Rudy Giuliani... Talked right. at a um, a nine eleven memorial dinner. Oh, oh yeah, 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 and yeah, because Trump didn't. Yeah, yeah, Trump was yeah. busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and and so Rudy apparently has been going to these memorial dinners every year, and obviously this this year was oh. the twentieth anniversary. Um, and they're they're usually apparently quite kind of solemn affairs, and yeah, he might have been very drunk. Oh, okay, or <laughs> or just. I don't know. Incredibly disrespectful in many ways, yeah, yeah, but but yeah. it was fucking nuts. <laughs> so um, so I thought I'd get a few uh, excerpts from that instead, right? And you can yeah. decide Okay-do-okay. which of these is uh, is not something that Rudy Giuliani said at a dinner memorializing those who died on nine eleven.
2: Yeah. Nice. <sighs> <laughs> Any of which could be passed <laughs> off by as a, yeah. as being a trumpist. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe maybe that's it. Oh, you don't think he's thinking about running oh, oh god. No. Uh so statement number 1. Yeah. Um he he's talking about General Milley here, but he calls him Miley for some reason. So Right. Uh Miley How the hell's that guy a general? Jesus. The other day he said the Bagram Air Force Base is not strategically important. I wanted to grab his, what is it, five stars, ten stars, twelve stars. He had so many stars, they're coming up into his ears. I wanted to grab his stars and shove it down his throat and say, it's 400 miles from China, asshole. China is going to be our enemy for the next 40 years. You have an airbase 400 miles from them and you're giving it up. Idiot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Statement number two, and the important thing to know about this one is that he does an impression of the Queen of England during really? this bit. Really? Oh, my God! He said, I don't want yeah. to sound like a name-dropper, yeah. but I told this to the Queen of England. She said, you did a wonderful job on September 11th, and therefore I'm making you an honorary knight commander of the royal something or other. I turned down a knighthood, because if you took a knighthood, <laughs> oh, you had to lose your citizenship. Yeah. I know Prince Andrew is very questionable now. I never went out with him, ever. Never had a drink with him. Never was with a woman or a young girl with him.
2: <laughs> okay. Right. And you never know when you might bump into Sasha and Barry Cohen dressed as somebody else.
1: Yeah. And statement wow. number three.
2: Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I was basically in charge of the FBI in New York. Not, you know, but they deferred to me because the five families would only deal with me. They were some tough guys. We got along, but they would kill you as soon as look at you. I didn't take any shit from them. You know, Matty Iannello would... People would just do whatever he said, because he had this look, and they knew if they didn't do it, they would wake up with a bullet in their head. But he would deal with me, and mostly he was a good guy.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. See,
2: that one is sufficiently ordinary that it could actually be him because he's just boasting about the New York thing. Oh, I'm just going to go back to China's Jana China. um kind of don't move from China mm, okay uh, okay, wonderful job something yeah, you see they're all just comedy Giuliani, aren't they. <laughs> All of them. Who's going to write Giuliani? You just write any of those. He'd do them. Okay, I quite like the Queen of England one. Just on the, you've lured me in there with the the idea that he might be making an impression of the Queen, so that could be suspiciously not real. Basically, charging the FBI. Okay, <clears throat> call me an idiot, but I think number. What's my score? Number three is the one
1: you made up. Okay. Yeah. And of the other two, which are you more convinced by?
2: Uh, I think probably
1: number two.
2: Okay. Now,
1: I would say that um, listeners may wonder how it's possible that you haven't heard all of these and and to be honest if Mark hadn't been in a field on the Isle of Wight for the last week I would have worried that he's probably already seen this (laughs) speech because it's been all over the news Um, but uh, yeah this number two was indeed real
0: no way I don't want to sound like a name dropper but I told this to the Queen of England she said you did you did a wonderful job (laughs) on September 11th And therefore, I'm making you an honorary knight, commander of the royal something or other. (laughs) I turned down a knighthood because if you took a knighthood, you had to lose your citizenship. I know Prince Andrew is very uh, questionable now. I never went out with him, ever. Never, never had a drink with him. Never was with a woman or a
2: young girl with him. (laughs) No, actually, he sounded very much like Tom Jones. Yeah. What it's, the fuck? it's always a good look
1: when you when you have to just out of nowhere say I have never had a drink with Prince yeah. Andrew. No, <laughs> no, never, never done that. No, and he's got, yeah, and he's
2: it's utterly, he's just actually he's quite a he's a much better cruise ship stand up comic <laughs> than than Trump is really. So, what the? fuck? Yeah. He kind of like he went down that rabbit hole. He kind of went. Oh yeah, no, I didn't take a note. Oh no, Prince Andrew. Oh no, (laughs) oh no, 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 never do me. No, no, no. Well, thinking. Well, he went
1: on to say he was bringing Prince Andrew up because he he was claiming that Prince Andrew told him, "Mummy wants to make you a knight." (laughs) He he said this, and yeah, he said he claims he turned down the knighthood because he didn't want to lose his U.S. citizenship, which is bullshit. There's that's not what happens. No. Yeah, it's true that you, no. can't you can't call yourself a sir. Make non British citizens knights, but you can give yep. them honorary knighthoods. But they don't yep. like say if you give up your US citizenship and become yep. a UK citizen, we'll make you a knight. You be a sir. That's yeah. not how yeah. that works. No, it doesn't work. They there. just say, no. We'll give you an honorary knighthood. Yeah. Yeah. That offer is yep. not put out yep. there. No, that's right. <laughs> Well, yeah, because Sir, Bel- Sir Bob Geldof has got one, but he's well, yeah. Irish, uh, so. Actually, what happens is, if yeah, having been given an honorary knighthood, you later become a UK citizen, mm-hmm. like Terry Wogan, for example, popular mm-hmm. Irish uh, talk show host. Yeah, um, he he was given an honorary knighthood when he was still an Irish citizen. Yeah. But he lived in the UK for a long time, became a UK citizen. And at that point, you are then allowed to... It allowed kind of, to call it yourself gets, that. It gets converted into a real knighthood and you can oh, right. call yourself Sir Terry Wogan. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: um,
1: so if, you, if Rudy wanted to to move to the UK and live yeah. here for a bit, please don't. And, yeah, that, and um, don't do that. And became a UK citizen, then he could start calling himself Sir Rudy.
2: Yeah, and you can hang out with with Drew. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: That, that, so, so, yeah, so yeah, he did. He Never did can. do an impression of the Queen, uh, yeah, on a cracking one. It was true <laughs> at a September 11th memorial yeah. dinner. Uh, and you also think number oh, one? Oh my god, is yeah, real? yeah, Miley, good old. Miley and number one is is real. Miley?
0: How does that guy a general? What the hell? Jesus! The other day he said that the Bagram Air Force Base. It's not strategically important. I wanted to grab his what do you have, five stars, ten stars, twelve stars? He has so many stars that are coming up into his ears. I wanted to grab his stars, shove it down his throat and say, It's four hundred miles from China, asshole. China is gonna be our enemy for the next forty years. You have an airbase four hundred miles from them, and you're giving it up, idiot.
1: I would love, I would pay everything I own, to see Rudy Giuliani grab Mark Milley and call him an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> he would survive yeah. about two seconds. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, he wouldn't even put, you know, that kind of th- the usual sweat drip of black dye wouldn't even make it out of the end of the pair before he was flat on his back. Oh, no man. way. And, and remember, folks, this is as a dinner oh, hell, royalizing. Yes. The people that perished and those who survived, and the families thereof, and the first responders of the nine eleven events. Uh, yeah,
1: and which what the? I what mean, the yes, hell? Millie did say that Bagram Air Force Base wasn't strategically important because uh, they, were, you know, this is in Afghanistan. They they are pulling out. Yep. That's the whole fucking point: is they're pulling out of Afghanistan. If you keep uh, yep. the air force base, you haven't pulled out of Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, that's the thing, and 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 I think it was Rudy's old boss. Yeah, that suggested that. Well, he
1: knows more than the generals, doesn't he? Um, yeah, oh but, yeah. Um, yeah. But but yes, it technically, it is four hundred miles from the Chinese border, but it's the it's yeah. the west border of China. There's nothing fucking there. Yeah. all everything in China, <laughs> all the active, stuff, all the population the other centers, other all the military bases, all the air bases are in the south and the east of China, and. The US also has bases in South Korea and Japan and places that yeah. are near yeah. the stuff in joint.
2: Because yeah. <laughs> there's, there's about as, as much again until you reach oh, yeah. stuff from the edge. Oh, it's it's, that it's easily a 1,
1: 1,500 miles yeah. from Bagram before you get to anything military or um, like a population centre of more than a million people, for example. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, which means that indeed yeah. he did not yeah. say number three. Uh, he did. He did talk about the the, the mob and Mattia Ionello. In Mat- fact, Mat- he went the, uh, he yeah. went on a much more profane rant about it and <laughs> did impressions of mobsters, oh, including oh, Mattia Ionello no, no, doing like a no. kind of disagreement about garbage routes and stuff. And it just, it was fucking nuts. There was, basically, this was one of those times I couldn't write anything that was as nuts. I just couldn't <laughs> come up with something.
2: Couldn't come up with anything. No, you could think of anything. and he's, he's done it already. Oh, my God. Well, I hope they didn't pay him to do
1: that. No. It was bizarre. Well,
2: kind of, in a way, no wonder Trump was out of town. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And then and then people said either. look you know Rudy was obviously three sheets to the wind and and he was like I right. was not drunk which I think is worse like if you Yeah no I when I said when I did an impression of the queen of england emphatically denied ever being with a young girl yeah. with prince andrew did impressions of mobsters, I was, mobsters. So I was cold totally so so
2: Yeah <laughs> and uh, and you know I'm not going to take the <laughs> The, the get out that you're you've just offered me, I'm just gonna vehemently deny yeah. that I was drunk and say that maintain i was sober <laughs> as a judge. Yeah. Oh wow and uh, and I knew exactly what I was saying every second of that that four four hour rant. Oh my god.
1: Uh, all no. of which means that you are now on thirty six out of seventy three, which is forty nine three well, percent if you get the next one right. You're on 50%. Flipping heck.
2: Flipping heck. There you go. You see, I can be the winner
1: because I'm ready to win. (laughs) And it's time for the part of the show that, this week at least, is called Sovereign Citizens Are Not A Logical Fallacy. Oh, this is brilliant. It is fucking amazing. And this is, um, yeah, I mean... (sighs) if you are a listener of opening arguments and and why why aren't you if you're not yeah. um you what, you probably yeah. know what sovereign citizens are but but this was raised by yeah. a uh, one of the January 6th insurrectionists called Pauline Bauer actually sorry uh Colon Pauline dash dash hyphen asterisk Bauer of the House Bauer or something like that cuz because sovereign right. yeah. um don't believe that they are the people who they're named as, or their birth certificate says, or something. Yeah. Because that's well, we'll get into it. But anyway, this this person or this entity who represents the name of the person, yeah, um, filed a hundred fourteen page uh, briefing with the court when yeah uh, she was basically taken to court for for trespass essentially of of breaching the capital and has i mean none of it makes any sense really it's got it's full of typos it's no. it's full of even more bullshit and yeah. mostly she is claiming that the court doesn't have any jurisdiction over her um and and also she didn't do anything wrong, and also the stuff she did she was allowed to do because of various laws that she isn't completely sure apply um and it's just a really impressive amount of of bullshit, all in one place. Um, and the thing is that she isn't accused of um, of violence or breaking stuff. Uh, essentially, she's only, I think, accused of of trespass. Essentially, well, there's there's various things, but they're right. all misdemeanors. I believe that she's she's accused of, so she isn't accused of a felony. The people right. who who yeah. um, are accused of of the same kinds of things that she is have mostly been um, making deals because there's there's like 600 of them right and so uh, while the people who yep. did bad stuff and and smashed stuff and hurt people are being charged with with worse crimes and being taken to court the bulk of the insurrectionists are, are essentially being pled out to to give them probation because there's just such right. a lot of them and what they did was was largely trespass. trespass um yeah yeah but she has chosen not to go that route <laughs> she's chosen instead to fight yeah. this yeah. um on the grounds that they yeah, yeah. they are on the basis that entitled to, yeah. to accuse her of this stuff to, um of this stuff because she's a free yeah. living soul a creation of a vessel ambassador of christ um yeah yeah Um, Yeah. and and so based on that now she is essentially i think now she's been taken into prison she's her uh pre um trial release that was kind of given to everyone as standard has been revoked um because it's clear that (laughs) she isn't prepared to to abide by any kind of laws because she doesn't think they apply to her anyway yeah
2: well she says that no truth or fact may be tried
1: in court at
2: some point in her submission to the court, and then but apart from the fact that some of the truth is that she posted pictures <laughs> of herself you know breaking into trespassing or actually doing the thing of which her vessel <laughs> that she occupies is being accused uh, yeah, so they think all right well we 're not trying the facts, we're just uh-huh. pointing them out, and that the, the, the uh, in this <laughs> land. That we <laughs> our vessels wander about in, we've decided collectively, either by talking about it or electing people that then talk about it, we've decided that if you break into somewhere you shouldn't be, then people yeah. will tell you off for that. There is a
1: great you know there's well, a great I'll, video of a different sovereign citizen case. Because... Uh, Part of what they try and do with these arguments is get out of paying taxes. Part of it is things like uh, right. driving without insurance or driving licenses and and um, things like that because right. they don't think they're right to them. Um, and there was this guy in court uh, who I'll I'll find the video and I'll link it in the show notes. Um, the guy was uh, had been multiple times arrested for driving without a license and claimed that he wasn't yeah. the person, whatever his name was, Jeff or whatever um he was right. the yeah. the the entity or the i don't know it was something else anyway not the person he wasn't the person he was something else he was the vessel or right. the living whatever goblet. um and yeah. and yeah. so the judge was was going okay so let me get this straight and he worked out all of the things that were, were the right things to say to him the entity right. or whatever um yeah and he said so i'm yeah. i'm gonna put you know i'm sending you to prison basically mm-hmm. um and you know and if you see the person jeff Tell him he's going to prison too.
0: <laughs>
2: Brilliant. Yeah, because um there's one bit <laughs> in there where she says where she's saying I'm I do not consent to contract with a standby attorney as I fired her twice. And then it <laughs> says any contract signed by one party and autographed by the other is void because a legal yeah. fiction cannot mix with a lawful fact the parties to a contract must be of the same kind.
1: Yeah, so this is a big thing in um, in sovereign citizenship, is that right. you can't have a contract between um, a person and a corporation, right? Right. And, right. and they believe... I mean, there's lots of weird stuff that they believe in. It's sometimes internally contradictory, y- and yeah. not all of them believe the same stuff. Right. But one of the things that many of them believe is that um, you the Your name, yeah essentially yeah. you are you're not that person, you are a separate living entity uh who who is kind of identified by that name right but but the person who is who is um like under all the laws and has your birth certificate and all of that stuff yeah is a separate thing. and and so and you essentially um are a corporation and that means that a corporation Uh. and a person so if the if the lawyer yeah who is a is a person no they are a corporation right yeah um, because they're using their name that's on their birth certificate oh okay Um, yeah and and, uh, but the but the the sovereign citizen yeah is a is not a corporation or a person right um and so they can't enter into a contract together because only people can enter into contract with people People, and only corporations can enter into contracts with corporations right which is incidentally bullshit
2: yeah yeah as anyone
1: who's ever just like made that up
2: yeah yeah anyone anyone
1: who's ever signed a contract with with, apple or any business downloaded an app off your phone yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah knows
1: Um, that yeah but yeah essentially um in 1933, the US w- became bankrupt, according to these people. Okay, yeah. But at that point, the the US, to get out of debt, sold, um, as collateral, all of their citizens.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, to to a shadowy cabal of globalist bankers. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those guys. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They mean the Jews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shadowy cabal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, so your birth, the name on your birth certificate, which is in in the US, it's often in all caps. Right. The, the birth certificate names yep. prior to a certain date. They're not yep. all. They're not now, and they're not um not all of them were before right but the, but really they were basically cuz old typewriters tended just to have capital letters so they yep. used those um but yeah the the argument is that in the name that is in all caps on your birth certificate is therefore not a not you it is a corporation uh that has been collateralized and sold right to um, a, to a, this shadowy cabal of, yeah. of globalist bankers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and somehow, like step two, something else, step three, profit, uh, right. is if you understand this, your yeah. birth certificate is now suddenly worth anywhere from... Hundreds of thousands to billions of dollars.
2: Oh, okay, right.
1: Uh, and yet, yeah. you—it's uh, like a prepaid kind of debit card. You can get yeah. out of any debt. You don't. You ha- you can't accrue debt essentially if you okay. if you understand this yeah. stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: you can just use your birth certificate. Right. Um, okay. The I don't think anyone's ever successfully done no, that. <laughs> because surely
2: the people that you're trying to buy a house or. Uh, sat- a hamburger s- or whatever <laughs> a satellite yeah with they've got to understand it as well uh-huh. to the to the extent that they go well yeah forget about bitcoin we're talking about birth certificates here <laughs> yeah 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 have you got a whole birth certificate oh my god really i've only got like a 125th of a bitcoin it's taken me five years to accrue it but you've got an entire birth certificate well yeah come on in pick a yacht
1: yeah (laughs) but there's so many inconsistencies and weird stuff here because yeah even if you agree with everything they say right um right they don't like that right if you were um if if you as a person or as an entity or whatever in your the name that's on your birth certificate were used as collateral yeah for a loan yeah how are you somehow entitled to money out of that
2: Yeah, because who are you
1: to be? If I if I take out a mortgage and my house is put up for collateral, my house isn't rich. My house doesn't have money somehow, or is entitled to money. (laughs) Nobody, nobody's getting money. Where's that money coming from?
2: Yeah, yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, and isn't isn't hang on? Isn't this the same bunch of people that suggested that because? The U.S. is now a corporation and sold its soul. That that Biden isn't the president, and that the actual election was going to take place after January the sixth. Um, I I think it might again. have
1: been an offshoot of oh, okay. them that well, thought that. But right. but but basically, I think that some of them at least don't think there's been a president since. Depending on who you ask, either Lincoln or Washington. Oh, okay. Um. Right. <laughs> Uh, right because something there yeah <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's things not completely clear
2: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sense that yeah, yeah.
1: okay but, um but yeah so right. so because of because of the birth certificate thing that's yeah. that's why they will um that's why when this person Pauline Bauer yeah um kind of wrote at the beginning of her um argument to the court um she put i am i me pauline from the house of bauer okay instead of i pauline bauer yeah um right. and and when she kind of she they don't sign their names like that was what what it was saying about an autograph you know you can't use an autograph if you're a corporation right. or an yeah. entity or whatever yes. it is yep. Yep. um so they use like thumbprints ideally right. in blood but right. but um <laughs> it, but redding yeah. will do like um, like but blue a, or black ink, that's right, the corporation right. stuff. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
2: so it's like um, being House Harkonnen or House Atreides, isn't it? It's like <laughs> yeah. From,
1: yeah. Okay. Um, so, but, and she's, she continued. Um, I challenge the court's jurisdiction over me, a living woman, one of we the people, creator of government. My status is clearly defined in my notice of special appearance that has already been filed as free, living soul, sui jurist, juice soli, an ambassador of Christ, attorney in fact. <laughs> None of that is, is a thing. Yeah. Um, I demand <laughs> yeah, that this be way. a constitutional yeah. court of record, that there will be no presumptions, assumptions, no tacit agreements, no waiver of rights, no subversion of rights, no hearsay, no lawyering, lawyering. or a yeah. from the bench. What is, um, what is a tournament? I I mean, no, like your guess if is you're as good a, as mine. If
2: you're an attorney at law, do you do atonement? Is that, is that <laughs> what that is? maybe. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, her yeah. argument was essentially: I am, I'm, I'm not the the entity or the name that you have accused of this okay yeah, yeah yeah
2: Yeah. um yeah,
1: and that yeah. and this is the thing when sovereign citizens appear in court i recommend going on youtube and, and typing sovereign, sovereign citizen just looking at some of the court cases yeah. that come up they 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 um film a lot of them and put them on and they're just all hilarious <laughs> um yeah but uh yeah when they when they appear in court they say oh yeah i am no i'm cuz the first one of the first things they say is you know are you this person is yeah. is this your name uh, and and they say i'm not no i'm not that person i'm appearing um in their place um as their kind of representative
0: right um okay
1: and and then there's a, there's a, like a half hour section where the judge tries to figure out what the fuck this person is talking about yeah i'm appearing
2: um, on their behalf <laughs> in their place right i occupy the same space as them <laughs>
1: yeah 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 i am the living entity known by that name yeah yeah um yes. And yes can i just take yes <laughs> as a, uh, <laughs> right-o. and they and they have this weird thing where they think that um all the courts now are somehow under maritime law um okay. uh, especially if you if if the flag in the court has a gold fringe around it right. that means it's a maritime court and not, in fact, <laughs> the district court of you know right. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so that means it's under maritime law, and they and right. which laws they think apply are yeah. wildly in, uh, inconsistent. Uh, okay. And uh, not, just, not just all the wet ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you talk yeah. about double standards. Yeah. This is yeah, this some. Is I mean, yeah. I, there's no word for the number. Of standards they have yeah. for which laws yeah. apply and why.
2: Did you get past quintuple? Um, yeah. yeah,
1: They, but they, the they, kind of, yeah. They're big on the Magna Carta, which isn't even a US thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they, they believe in the universe, uniform commercial code, which is for businesses. They think right. that's important, right? Um, okay. and, but, but they are not okay, and they're like the kind of you know, whatever law govern the louisiana purchase or whatever stuff shit like that (laughs) it's just kind of like (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah we i've found a a definition of this word in this kind of 80 year old law dictionary and therefore i've decided that that's that's what it means
2: so when they when they are a (coughs) a sovereign nation unto themselves or whatever they call a sovereign what are they yeah yeah, a sovereign
1: citizen Mm -hmm. but but yeah essentially what they're saying is you know the u.s can't um because because i am i am sovereign i am a separate Except
2: Country I think, unto myself. I it reminds me of a story that uh, that my friend told me over the weekend that there was a an offshore um, building. I don't know some sort of sea defence that was so oh, yeah, yeah. that was outside Sealand. of yes, exactly outside of the United Kingdom, sufficiently offshore to be not a part of the United Kingdom and was its own sovereign nation, had its own passport.
1: Uh huh. And... They've desperately been trying to get recognition by the UN for ages,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're kind of they're somewhere down there below um, Gaza, aren't they? You know, they're kind of you know, and the, yeah, the the Palestinian occupied territories probably slightly further up the list than Sealand. but apparently, the uh, the uh, Versace. Who died under mysterious circumstances was apparently killed by, or was associated in you know, with his death by somebody who had a forged sea land passport. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and they kind of went, huh? so they couldn't check. You kind of, if you'd check, you'd realise there's only four citizens of the entire sovereign nation. Yeah, well, there you go. That's what it reminds me of. It's that kind of, yeah. I am a nation unto myself. And therefore, your laws don't apply to me. But then, you surely what you need would need to point at are the kind of agreements that the U.S. has with other sovereign nations, and say, okay, those things we need to apply to me. But, but yeah, more double standards. Yeah, that doesn't know yeah. that all this, all the agreements you have with other sovereign nations don't apply to me because I am. I am one. My name is Legion Prime. Many, yeah. You know, you might be a sovereign nation of one, but you are a crazy motherfucker with about <laughs> five different personalities. Yeah, yes. But,
1: um, but law enforcement people yeah. and the FBI and the police um, view the sovereign citizens as as potentially dangerous. It's uh, it's oh, all a really? bit of it's all a bit of fun and games until yeah. they decide yeah. that um, the laws that don't apply to them mean that they can do what they like do yeah. do what they like Yeah. absolutely yeah. um and so they do treat them essentially as kind of potential terrorist threats right. and yeah, yeah, yeah. um and the SPLC the Southern Poverty Law Center who tracks kind of hate groups um they they estimate there are 100,000 citizens uh, like Americans who are actual sovereign citizen believers who who really right. think this stuff is true
0: yeah depending on yeah.
1: you know which one of them and which stuff um, They're like the crazy but, branch of of QAnon, really. Yeah, aren't they? it's no, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But they also say there's about two hundred thousand, so twice as many who are just like. Doing it for a laugh right. to to um to try and get out of paying taxes and like yeah. speeding tickets yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: yeah that's <laughs> brilliant. All you'd need is like you just need a little crib sheet, wouldn't you? It's like being a it's like being an honorary Jedi. You don't have to do all the training, all that yeah. mucking about in swamps trying to lift X-wing fighters out of the water. You can forget all that. You just carry a card that says Jedi on it, and you go, "Oh, you're
1: Jedi. Yeah, uh-huh.
2: these are not the Jedi's we're looking for.
1: Yeah, yeah." Yeah, but this this woman, Pauline Bauer, yeah. this this living entity, yeah, um, yeah. she is to believe it because she seems to be prepared to give up, go the whole way for it. Um, and the weird thing is, I mean, as with all conspiracy theories and, and things like this, crazy yeah. people yeah. is that then this has never worked for anyone, <laughs> and despite the mm. fact it's never worked for anyone, and there's copious evidence of it not working on yeah. video. Yeah. It doesn't affect anything that they believe. They, it doesn't seem to make them think. Because yeah. they think there's these magic words they can say to a court mm. the, where that will mean the court suddenly has to kind of play by their rules. Yeah, yeah. Well she's done um, and that's what she's done. This
2: like, this entire deposition is full of magic words. It's yeah. it is hocus pocus. It's a spell you know yeah. she she says i do not plead with the court i do not plead guilty i do not plead not guilty <laughs> i declare my innocence so you think oh well that's your plea
1: then yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, yeah it reminded me of a thing we talked about i think one during one of our q episodes um where there's this weird idea on the right or or particularly with qanons i guess where um they can tell you that the that the left or the the cabal or the you know illuminati yeah. did something in a particular way yeah because that was how they needed to do it to fulfill a certain law that applies to them yeah um and and at the time we were like well why you know they they are talking about these people eating babies and doing all doing lots of stuff which is against the law yeah and then saying, well, here's why they did this, because the law requires them in this particular way to do it, otherwise they wouldn't have got away with it. Like, why are they picking which laws to which follow? Which bit, yeah. So you've got and then, do, you and can... then
2: stringently sticking to that. To that bit, yeah. You can do the eating babies bit, but, <laughs> you know, driving too fast in a, in a yeah. school zone, you know, yeah, no, you so do they... that. That's how, yeah.
1: Yeah. So they reckon that the law, the, the courts are constantly um, and knowingly just making stuff up and doing it you know right as, uh, based on consent based on the fact that people don't know they're lying R- um, but right. if you say the right words in the right order yeah. the court will be compelled to to stop doing that <laughs> and re- set you free somehow
2: and reveal reveal <laughs> the fact that oh uh, yeah no you're right um we're only doing this because people yeah. are because no one ever asked before. <laughs> no one ever asked, that's right, yeah. Crucifixion, no. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, they said, I've done nothing wrong. I could go free. Oh, what? Well, off you go then. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. So, yeah, because at some point she asks whether they're doing it because they claim to derive your authority over me from the United States, the United States of America, <laughs> statutes, code, ordinances, bylaws of a corporation. Please list the authorities where you exercise the in. You know, well, you just have to go, yeah. well, let's just look at the Constitution. You know, there's a whole list there. But they're practically the Ten Commandments of the U.S. <laughs> just, there you go. Any of those, that's the authority. You know, but yeah. the authority invested in me. By or, we the people. Or like
1: um like Federalist Paper No. fifteen where Alexander Hamilton said um, the Constitution places everyone personally under federal authority.
2: Well there you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That'll yeah. do. Just that yeah. works. Just that bit. Yeah. <laughs> There's so lots of will... other bits too. There you go. But that'll Hold do. That it. Up. <laughs>
2: yes. And that's been around quite some time. You know, yeah. And and the whole the courts are kind of going, Oh yeah, what have we been doing? we have been labouring under misapprehension <laughs> all this time. I'm so glad you Pauline of the House of Bower, house, house of Trades, have pointed this out to us. The, you've made us aware of the error of our ways, and we're grateful to you. <laughs> Court, just, you know, case dismissed. Court uh-huh. adjourned. In fact, I'm going to retire yeah. now. Case, throw closed. Off, throw, <laughs> case closed. Throw off these <laughs> vestments of, of artificiality and go do something worthwhile. Yes, in the sovereign state of the House of Bower. Yeah absolute bollocks and finally some things we really don't have time to talk about
1: well we've got to the part of the pandemic where the republicans are convinced they're in a battle of wits with the dread pirate roberts and are determined not to fall victim to one of the classic blunders john nolte of breitbart has decided that the reason leftists like howard stern cnn biden pelosi and fauci are trying so hard to convince everyone to take the vaccine and in Stern's case at least, mocking the idiot refuseniks, is because they want to manipulate Trump voters into not taking the vaccine so that they'll die. (laughs) Righto. Yes, at first, this sounds like the twisted logic of a scared Sicilian, but hear him out. You see, if Howard Stern ridicules people for not getting vaccinated, all his loyal Republican listeners are going to say, fuck you, Howard Stern, I'm specifically going to not get vaccinated because you made me feel stupid. And then they'll end up on a ventilator to own the libs. The weird thing is, there are definitely some Trump voters who are avoiding basic health measures, not wearing masks, not getting vaccinated, eating horse paste, etc. to own the libs. Because owning the libs was the main, let's face it, only policy of their god emperor. But the fact that they think we're tricking them into it is just because they can't conceive of someone who isn't trying to kill people who disagree with them. It's so that's the mobius strip of logic uh-huh. isn't it they know we know they know we know yeah
2: <laughs> like... and yet they're doing it they're doing it in order to outsmart us a third time round <laughs> so that we don't know that they know we know they know yeah As Jim mentioned, I've returned from a weekend's music festival on the Isle of Wight, where 50,000 healthy, vaccinated and certified COVID-free people happily mingled listening to live music in the sunshine. Oddly, though, Nicki Minaj didn't play. And now, thanks to Tucker Complete Bollocks Carlson, I know why. As Carlson reported last Monday, Nicky's cousin's friend's testicles had (laughs) swollen up as a result of the COVID jab, which, of course, outweighs any success that might be claimed by the lack of any reported cases of ball ache by the organisers of any large event. Good old Tucker was so grabbed by this man's scrotal woes that he reported on it all week, seizing on Nicky's tweet telling the tale of how this friend of her cousin in Trinidad was weeks away from getting married and now the girl called off the wedding, so just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision and not bullied. Correcting the story on day two to apologise for spreading misinformation, that it was her cousin and not her cousin's friend whose sack was engorged, they went on day three to invite the actual man himself on the show, imploring him to come and talk bollocks in person. When Fox is doing outreach to get another set of inflamed meat clackers to wave in front of your face during Carlson's primetime slot, it really is time to rethink your viewing habits,
1: America. The weekend saw a number of Trump supporters gather in front of the Capitol for the Justice for J6 rally to protest the fact that insurrectionists are being held accountable. I mean, three is a number, right? Okay, it was more than three, but significantly less than the 1,000 that were promised. The Capitol Police, who were out in force, estimated about 400 people showed up, but more than half were members of the press. (laughs) Reporters were literally queuing up to interview protesters because there weren't enough protesters to go round for everyone. (laughs) The reason for the pitiful attendance is yet more battle of wits style overthinking from the right. I mean, in retrospect, it's probably their own fault for creating a group made up entirely of credulous, paranoid conspiracy theorists. And the outcome is inevitable if you think about it. But the right wing nuts decided that their rally that they organised might actually be a false flag designed to entrap Trump supporters into committing violence. Since showing up and not committing violence was apparently not an option, they stayed home. Honestly, I wasn't expecting overthinking things was going to be a problem for Trump supporters. There you go. Yeah. This month, of course,
2: saw the 20th anniversary of the events of 9-11, a time for sombre reflection on the part of presidents and ex-presidents who were in office at the time and since, visiting Ground Zero in Pennsylvania and meeting with the families of those who were lost and those who survived, hopefully learning lessons from their responses and hoping for future more peaceful times. Oh, yeah. And then there's Trump. Whilst he turned down the invitation to Ground Zero, he did pop up in New York to talk to first responders about himself and his veiled plans for 2024 and then spent the day in Florida commentating on a pay-per-view boxing match slash turning it into his own rally and attending a unification church event hosted by the widow of the Reverend Sun Myung Moon, praising them both for their incredible story. You know, the one about how they started a dangerous authoritarian mind-control cult 50 years ago that is still operating. He then did his own bit of ongoing mind-control and made up some history about how he averted a dangerous situation in Korea, lumping himself in with Moon's widow, whom he thanked for her incredible work on behalf of peace all over the world. Yeah, with tone-deaf, selfless
1: peace like theirs. Dot, dot, dot. According to Bob Woodward and Robert Costa's latest book, Peril, General Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, was worried that Trump might start a nuclear war because the 2020 election didn't go his way. Milley apparently took steps to avoid that, including calling the Chinese to say, we are not going to attack you, which is a fun call to get out the blue. If I was the Chinese, I might be thinking, I didn't think you were going to attack us, but now I kind of think maybe you are. Obviously, a revelation of this magnitude shocked everyone, with the left distressed at how close we might have come to a nuclear war because of a petulant man-child having a bad day, and the right, furious that the country's highest general might have tried to stop the petulant man-child from killing us all. Trump responded on Sean Spicer's Newsmax TV show, First of all, if it is actually true, which is hard to believe, that he would have called China and done these things and was willing to advise him of an attack or in advance of an attack, that's treason. No, you fucking maniac. (laughs) Warning them of an attack would only even possibly be treason if you were actually going to attack them. And he didn't warn them of an attack. He told them they weren't going to be attacked. Of course, if the Chinese military were anything like the Republicans, they may have assumed that was a daring double bluff and decided to drink from the glass that was in front of them.
2: Texas Governor Greg Abbott... You know, the one who's enacting SB8 that effectively provides a $10,000 bounty to people who snitch on anyone helping anyone get an abortion after six weeks. Yeah, him. Well, when asked why would he allow victims of rape to have to carry to term, replied, "'Rape is a crime, and Texas will work tirelessly to make sure that we eliminate all rapists from the streets by aggressively going out and arresting them and prosecuting them and getting them off the streets.'" White House press officer, Jim Saki, when asked about Abbott's extravagant claim, replied, if Governor Abbott has a means of eliminating all rapists or all rape from the United States, then there would be bipartisan support for that. But given that there has never in the history of the country, in the world, been any leader who has ever been able to eliminate rape, eliminate rapists from our streets, it is even more imperative... It is one of the many reasons, I should say, not the only reason why women in Texas should have access to health care. Not wanting to fall into the ignoring linear time fallacy, but oddly, Abbott did not explain why he had not previously eliminated all rates from Texas if he has the power to do so now. The rest of the world needs your power
1: too, Greg. Come on, share it. Don't be a fool. Uh, oh no, it's too late. Defence Secretary Anthony Blinken was on the Hill last week to answer questions about the difficult evacuation and controversial withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan. But Idaho GOP Senator Jim Risch had a more urgent question.
0: Somebody in the White House has authority to press the button and stop the president, cut off the president's uh, speaking ability and sound. Who is that person?
1: What the fuck is he talking about, you may ask? Well, you'll be shocked to hear this, but it's all based on a Republican's conspiracy theory. Yes, the latest one, well, as of this recording, there'll probably be six more before breakfast, is that when Biden is about to say something his handlers don't like, they can cut his mic. This seems to be entirely based off a video clip of a briefing on wildfires that Biden was given in Boise, Idaho. And the clip ends after Biden says, can I ask you a question? Pretty inflammatory stuff, I think you'll agree. You can see why the handlers is in the other room all leaped to press the button. Anywho, it turns out that it's just that the event was what's called an out-of-town pool spray, which means the briefing is for Biden, not for the cameras, but the out-of-town press pool that follows him around is allowed into the room for a bit to get some photos and footage for the news later. They don't film the whole thing. Yeah, kind of boring explanation, really. Like learning how a magic trick works, it's always more interesting to just watch the trick and ignore reality.
2: In a blinding flash of realisation this week, Boris got rid of his entire cabinet resigned his office and demanded that Dominic Raab be personally sent to Afghanistan to apologise to every single person he didn't get out in time. No, of course not. Boris, never keen to be seen to be in touch or accountable and never keen to avoid any kind of scrutiny or demand that he actually govern, merely reshuffled the cabinet which is a bit like continuing to play with the same cards on the longest losing streak Caesars Palace has ever experienced in the belief that the marks everyone could see on the back of the five queen and ace will eventually wear away. So was Rob snapped over his own knee and marched backwards through seven leagues of shit, banished to the back benches and never seen again? Nope. He was made Minister of Justice in charge of ensuring the independent neutrality of the law and also Deputy Prime Minister, in charge of bending every law in the land to ensure Boris remains king long enough to spawn an entire village of midwich cuckoos to take over the world. But it's all right, because King Rollo assures us that there's no food shortage even when you see empty supermarket shelves, nor will there be a lack of beer, despite the shortage of CO2 imports to make it fizzy, nor is the price of energy to cook your non-existence cancelled Christmas turkey going up because there are no longer bargains to be had from suppliers dealing with a, a single enormous European trading bloc. Like Lord Hawhaw broadcasting on the BBC from a bunker somewhere in Central Europe in the war, we're being laughed at by toffs. Except Boz is supposed to be on our side. I just hope Jenny O'Cruary can keep imagining a brick wall for long enough until the bomb goes off and kills them all.
1: Peter love, everyone. So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com, and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page.
2: If you think we've used fallacy ourselves, let us know, and if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump, just like our strawman-level patrons Max Beaver, Kaz Tui, Steve Bickle, Schmoots, Mark Reiki, and Amber R. Buchanan and our top true Scotsman-level patron,
1: Lauren. Thank you so much,
2: everyone. We really do appreciate your support.
1: You can connect with those awesome people, as well as us and other listeners, in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious trump.
2: All music is by The Outburst and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald.
0: That's right. Go home to mommy. Bye.
3: Bye.